When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, somebody was stealing your bit. I saw it on Twitter last night. I forget what it was, but somebody was kind of going through the whole, yep, here, let's relive the great moments where Nikola Jokic was drafted and they played the Taco Bell commercial. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're stealing your they're stealing your thing. That was our thing. <laughs> no, I didn't even know it. That was your thing. Until you told me about it, I had no idea. So the only reason why I knew it too, I think after he won the MVP, his first MVP, Everybody just started going back, and they're like on Twitter. Can we just go back to when he was drafted? And it was just there's no footage. It's just I think uh, it was a beefy cheesy burrito commercial. Quesarito. It was it was it a quesarito? Mm-hmm. Looked good. Yeah, that's awesome. We should we have all. We know the item. Yesterday. We know what it was. And then there's just this like ticker. Jokic with the number forty one. Big forty one. Yeah, forty one. Yeah. Don't bet against the pet boy. <laughs> and of course that picture, of course, when he. I, do we know how old he is in that picture where he's sitting there? I think he's drinking a soda. He's got to be like 12, 13, 12, yeah, maybe, something like, like that. He's a big 13-year-old, but yeah. the uh, yeah, he looks like a little boy. He is a little boy. He's just huge. Also, the one where he's wearing the Nuggets shirt in Serbia. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a kid. super cute. Yeah, yeah I saw that yesterday for the that. first time. As Laker people, we're going to have to deal with those guys for a few years. Mm. It's it's Look. We thought the same thing with the Bucks a couple of years ago, but this feels a little different because Jokic's game is Jokic's game. He's the best player in the world. And the others are better than the Milwaukee others. And they're under contract. And guys like Murray are borderline superstar guys. Mm-hmm. Porter Jr. is a good player. KCP, perfect role player. Aaron Gordon has found the perfect role on that team. Really nice role. Like they're that that they got a coach that is mm-hmm. ambitious and he's not just gonna okay crack. We got my one, it's over. You, it's funny. I don't think you probably saw it. So the the head coach of the Las Vegas Golden Vegas Golden Knights, excuse me, they won the Stanley Cup last night. Yeah. And they were interviewing Astro he goes, Well I'm in the club now and they can never take it away from me like a Stanley Cup winning head coach, which cool. That's a very normal thing. But it wasn't, hey, we're just getting started. It was, I've reached the mountaintop. Yes, Mm -hmm. right? And I totally get it. Michael Malone's message was, here are the four stages of a team. No one takes you seriously. You're developing. You're a threat. You're a champion. And they're a dynasty. Well, we just got champion. Dynasty is next. Like This was very Pat Riley-esque where Mm. we're, this is great. We love it. But we're not finished yet. So a couple things stand out. Let's just take what you just said. Is he saying that if he's with an aging team that has no contracts that are, you know, you use the example, 2020 championship Lakers. Okay, is Rondo going to go get some money? Is he at the end of his career? Dwight Howard, right. JaVale McGee, Danny, Danny Green. Green. There are a lot of players that are like, all right, what yeah. are they going to do with this team? Yeah. This is a squad, and I, I mentioned this when we were at the Mandy's afterwards, Drinking with a couple of the listeners, and one guy said he's a Heat fan, and he's like, hey, what do you think about whatever it is we're talking about? I'm like, listen, every game they've played, even after they beat the Lakers, they're up three games to none. Jamal Murray said five to go. Even after they're up uh, three games to one on the Miami Heat, they kept saying one to go, one to go. None of them, 
even after they won the championship, it didn't even look, it looked like a regular season game. The way Jokic was just going, Giannis Haslam, go how are you? Yeah, it just <laughs> they acted as if they've been there before. They acted as if they're going to be a problem for a number of years. And Trav, you know what? They're going to be a problem for a number of years. They are. I I, I don't know how much this means some to you too. Cronky being there as the owner of the team and having as much success that that specific owner has had now in a number of different sports over a short period of time, Kroenke does not look like an individual that, hey, I just own the team and the value keeps going up and I'll figure out whatever to do down the road. He's trying to win. No, he's not milking it for value. He's milking it for title. Did you see his quote? He had a quote and it was about less need about the F them picks and they were comparing the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Rams, mm. how these two squads did it. One said F them picks and the other one said, we need every one of those picks and that's how they developed it. And he had some type of quote where Kroenke's basically saying, um, we knew that was going to expire with the Rams, that we can't keep saying that anymore. They got theirs, they did it a certain way, but now they're going to value they're all these picks and again. try to rebuild it. So I'm glad you brought that up. Brings up an interesting thought. Because Kroenke has teams all over the place, right? He's got the Rams here in Los Angeles. He's got two Denver teams. Avalanche won the Stanley Arsenal. Cup. Arsenal in the EPL. Obviously, the fantasy Nuggets. league. He's got a lacrosse team. He's got mm -hmm. an MLS team. Like he's got he's got his fingers in. I think just he has a video game. Uh, he does. Game he has, a, he has an esports yeah. team. Yeah. He does. I, mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, no. he's got everything, and they're all either champions very recently or they're very good. Or competing. Right? Yep, competing. Mm -hmm. Is he the best owner in sports? Because what you just said, I, I did not see that quote about that, but I think that kind of illustrates something really interesting because what he does. He just finds somebody to run it. That doesn't mean there's one. I do it this way. We just go for it like the Rams and F them picks, and we're all in all the time. He did that, and it worked. He entrusted Sean McVay and Les Snead mm. to build that team together. And then with the Nuggets, the exact incredibly patient, incredibly slow build, and no, we're not going to get rid of Jokic. We're not going to trade Murray. We're not going to panic because Murray missed a couple of years because let it cook, let it bake. I don't know enough about hockey to know which lane he picked to go build the avalanche. I just know that they just won the Stanley Cup. I mean, th that can't be a coincidence that there are multiple Who's competing with him? Well, the Dodger group is a great ownership group because mm -hmm. they hired Andrew Friedman and said, Go do it. And they have all the resources but are still smart with every dollar. Absolutely. We just spent a half Ballmer. hour talking about Julio. The, but ba here's the problem with Bomber. Bomber's got all the money, but there's not a lot of fruit on that It doesn't necessarily mean. Look, that that's the thing that I'll use that example with the Dodgers. Dodgers have all the money. Mm -hmm. You got any, We were just talking about, I'm like, hey, isn't it cool to go to a Dodger game on a Tuesday night? You're like, oh, there's still going to be 35,000 people there, and it's still going to be tough to get out of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> that's on a Tuesday night. Right. The product is good. They do win. They know how to crop this. They have money, but they're smart. Even if Bomber, which I do look at Bomber as the guy wants to win and he has sure. every resource in front of him, and he just decided, here's $400 million. Let's get that litigation out of the way. I'm building a stadium right here, and he's going to do what he does. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good owner in cropping an NBA champion. I think he's been unlucky. And, and I think he should be on the the list of this discussion because what he what you just said get, just get 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 that form thing out of here right here scratch stick done so we can build our own place so we can create our own identity here's right? a suitcase yeah exactly yeah. just I, I'm not going to get caught up in well I don't want to it's like no, no just get get it off my plate I'm done I don't want to do that anymore 
when, when, when it was. I love the casual. It's so right? true. It's exactly it's so what true. it was. It was just when it just pay the just just mm-hmm. here here take it. Just we're done. You're done. Okay, I never want to see you again. Just go away. Perfect. He went in big, Slee. He went in big on Kawhi. He went in big on Paul George. He went in big on Ty Lue. Like he's gotten the right. Just he's been a little unlucky. Those guys have gotten hurt. Kawhi is Kawhi for whatever that means. That he hasn't cheaped out on a coach he hasn't cheaped no, he's out not. on stars the front office you don't no. have a salary cap in that, the front that's office that's what i mean mm-hmm. he, he goes out and he does it. it just it hasn't worked i think you can be a really good owner and have it not work then then you look around you know you got Artie morano down in anaheim i don't know if anybody's making an argument that he's the best guy in town yeah you've got a team you know the lakers have 40 plus years of history of bus ownership that has shown a whole bunch of success along the way you know Dr. Buss, obviously, whatever it was. But the, the, the question I think always comes up is how sustainable is it? Right. Is it in five years, what's it look like? Right. But look, Jeannie has a championship, right? She does and, have a championship. And, they and were a Western, in the Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals last mm-hmm. year. They're going to be pretty good again. They spend money on stars. They don't cheap out on players. The fan experience at Crypto.com is terrific. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they're really good at it. But that other dude builds a $6 billion stadium that's just the, the place. They win. Which, and, and what is that? Uh, you tell me how you define best owner in sports because he's doing it in multiple sports. All of them, basically. Think about that. Yeah. The only team I think the only team he doesn't have is a baseball team. Yeah. Doesn't have a major league baseball team. Not only doing it. Not only doing it in. <laughs> I'm only kind of kidding. I know. Um, not only doing it in multiple sports, but. L.A. is transformed by SoFi. Sure. Some people are going to say, no, no, Al, come on. You got the Rose Bowl, the Coliseum, the this, the that. years old. The Olympics are coming to L.A. because of SoFi. The Soon. World Cup. The World Cup is coming because of SoFi. Could host the finals in SoFi. That was one dude saying, how much does it cost? We were talking about the A's earlier that you need big-time pockets to make things happen. I told you about this story yesterday that, and this could potentially transform a city he has no connection to in San Diego. He has a 95% owner of the sports arena that we talk about as a 48 acres plot of land to build a 16,000 seat stadium. Maybe that brings a professional team there. Maybe it does. I have no idea, but that's, that's, I don't think he's building it to not put a professional. Of team course, in he's there. not doing it so Taylor Swift can play. You know, like right. that. That's not going to happen for a concert. But I just I mentioned all not that big enough for Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's really, really not big that's enough. Not even five close. Five sold out shows. Right. Um. I I don't know how we make an argument for somebody else. And I hadn't even thought about it, but just us talking. When through. I saw when I saw him on the floor with the Nuggets the other night, and then we were I was doing my my Rams podcast, and we were talking about Stan Kroenke today, and. Locked on Rams available on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. Monday through Friday, by uh, the way. <laughs> but it was one of those. It's hard to make an argument because he does. He's got all the money. He's not reactionary. And the other thing that I think is incredibly valuable, he doesn't get involved until it's time to get involved. Right? Yeah, he ain't Jerry Jones. He's, he's not, not Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. He's not Dan Snyder. He's not even Mark Cuban. I think Mark Cuban's a pretty good owner. But I bet you, if you just took five guys that all were kind of roughly the same age as Stan Kroenke and said. To the sports fans here in LA, which one's Stan Kroenke? Not everybody's picking him. Yeah, you're right. Not everybody's picking him, Mm -hmm. right? So I I think that there's a lot of value in that, that, okay, I believe that Kevin Demoff, Les Snead, and Sean McVay are the three people I need to run a successful football team. Here you go. Go do it. Mm. Bam. 
results. I believe that Michael Malone, I don't know the name, the, the general manager of the Nuggets, but we're going to put that together. That you guys, go, okay, go do it. Bam, it hits the the uh, the abs. Bam, it hit. That's the Arsenal <laughs> thing too is a big deal. I think they finished second. That's as that's as, that's as powerful as a Premier League team that you're going to get. I think they finished second. I'm, I'm not a soccer person, but mm-hmm. I believe that they finished second. What what's a argument against? SoFi's nice. I I, <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't really thought of it that way, nor have I really. I mean, listen, because the Nuggets be won, like. because the Nuggets won. It, I, I remember it was actually it was Lakers playing the Nuggets, and it was Game Three here at Crypto, and I saw Michael saying, "Hey, look, there's Cronky," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Like I I I I just I'm not thinking of who's the Nuggets owner mm-hmm. on a game to game basis. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that, that's right." And then he just kind of put the pieces together and they win again. And like you said, he's holding up the trophy. It's like, wait a minute. This guy is connected to so much success here in such a short period of time, and it's different freaking sports. And different philosophies to get to the title, right? It, look, I don't know, I'm just, but there's no possible way somebody gets that lucky that often in a short period of time, right? They're, they're just, it couldn't just be like, yeah, look, you own all these teams, eventually you're going to win a championship in something, but they've mm-hmm. all won a championship in the last two years. That's, that's not luck, that's by design. Crazy. That, I know, I know. Guy. Nuggets had it won in forty plus years, or whatever the case is, but they have a sustainable. The conversation started because we're saying, "Hey, is this basically just got to go through the Denver Nuggets over the next five yeah. years? You might have to go through the Denver Nuggets over the next five and, years." And I, look, I don't think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. I, they're not, but the Rams will be in the mix again soon, mm-hmm. right? This is not going to be a man. The Rams won the Super Bowl in twenty twenty one. They haven't been good in nine years. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to be good again. And even if that was the case, you won a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the reality. Like I would, I would bet that the Rams are back in the NFC Championship at least at some point in the next six years. They will be in the playoffs regularly, which all in the next year, which is two. all you could ask for. Yeah, and in the playoffs, you're in the mix. You're mm-hmm. in the mix. All right, more Dodger calls we want to get to. Plus, I want to play that Jerry West sound for you. That's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, Emily, I think for maybe the first time ever, you and I might be watching the same thing on Netflix at the same time. Let's go. That quarterback show that they're going to launch looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like... It's so interesting because I do think that like NFL films across the board, I believe, does a really good job at capturing 
like the camera work is always spectacular, but sometimes in the most recent years, Hard Knocks kind of wears on you. Like, you know, it's you kind of understand thing. the formula every time you go through it. This is something that's brand new for them, and it looks like they have amazing access. It, it The access is unbelievable. So what it is, it's Netflix is going to have a documentary. It's called Quarterback, and they follow three quarterbacks through last season, right? And it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes. Yep, yep. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, from, who's on the Falcons last season. And here's why. The trailer's amazing. If you if, if you like football, if you like sports, you watch the trailer, you're going to be 100% So many in. memes are going to come it's out of this. It's terrific. But the, the part that I loved about it, Sleep, mm-hmm. you've got the very best guy at that job, Mahomes. You've got a guy that's had a really nice career in Kirk Cousins, but is not a megastar. Yeah, he's just he's yeah. kind of a, almost exactly the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And a little quirky. Right? A little quirky, a little corny and dorky, yeah. but kind of in an endearing sort of way. Well, make your, probably at some point make your heart happy because yes. he's probably a very sweet man. And then you got a guy that's an NFL bust who's probably on the verge of getting flushed out of the bottom of the NFL. Remember, he got sent home at the end of the Falcon season last year because they decided to go with, what is it, Ritter, the, the, the guy that they put in there instead, and they basically said, okay, you're the backup. He says, I'm not a backup. Hell no, I'm out of here. And he just bounced. So they've got the three like different levels like that. of that. Superstardom, mm-hmm. middle of the road, and a guy that's barely hanging on. I think that's uh, that's very, very unique because you're going to see perspectives that are so odd, so widely different. And you might, you're going to learn something about, forget the Mahomes thing for a second. He is the best. We know a lot about Patrick Mahomes. If he's on on a Sunday and the game's at 1 o'clock, I'm watching Patrick we Mahomes. Are. But yeah. you have to know his like his workout routine, what he does in the gym, how he is as a, as a father, that kind of stuff too. But sometimes it's the other players that you don't know that much about or have to face the struggle or don't have that big contract or tomorrow's not guaranteed – that's a really wide array of caliber players. I like that. They're just some of the footage that they had in it, too, I think kind of gives you an insight to just how damn hard it is to be good at that. Mm. Like some of the video. And if it's even remotely close to the access that they got for Drive to Survive, the F1 show, which basically launched a new professional sports league in this country. I know F1's been around forever, but nobody here cared about it. Now we've got three races, and it's a huge deal. The access they got to... The full swing with PGA Tour with the live split and all. I mean, they were they were in the middle of it. By the mm. way, season two of Full Swing, they're in the meetings when Live and PGA come back together. So they are like deeply embedded, unbelievable access. If they have access, like it's going to be terrific because they nailed those two shows. And it's coming out July twelfth, which means that it's at the perfect time <laughs> yeah. between no, not really much sports is going on. And, you're, and you're, you're gearing and you're about, for the season. I was just going to say you're about thirty days away from. NFL's coming back. You know, yeah. you're starting to kind of get that buzz. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. But yeah, the memes are going to be amazing. I can't wait. But the only thing is, it's really going to test my patience and my ability to hear Patrick Mahomes talk. Is it just the voice? It's just the voice. I can't I can't it's do unique. it for 12 hours, you know? But Obviously, yeah. they're picking the best stuff. But in yeah. the trailer, it's like, and I, he's got, a, let's say, a unique voice, Em. But <laughs> I'm like, more. More, give me. I, I just, I want more of what he's saying because he's arguing with Andy Reid. I know because he was talking ish mm. to the guys on the mm-hmm. Raiders and they're bumping heads and he's running his mouth. Patrick Mahomes is a very gracious, but it's like, dude, he's a competitor. He was mic'd up for every game. It seems like yeah. it seems that every game it was mic'd up. Same for all these guys. That's It'll be awesome. really interesting. And then also, I didn't know he chirped like that. That's yeah. amazing. Is he starting the chirp or is somebody oh, chirping yeah. to him <laughs> and and he's coming who, back? Who cares, him? right? Yeah. Honestly, it's just one of those that he's he's. 
in it. He's competing. Mm. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to kick your ass, and mm. I'm going to give it. It's so good. Rams will be on it twice for both Mariota and for uh, Mahomes, because they played them both this year. Yes. Yes, Mariota was early in the season, and Nearly. Mahomes was late in the season. I'm in. I'm sold. It's going to be great. going to be great. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Ramon in Chino. Ramon, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, sweet tea and host of the year, Sliwa. Thank you for having me here on. Um, I had a couple points to make about the whole Coolio thing. Yeah. I think one thing that no one really has ever talked about is he's been in the Dodgers organization since he's been a kid. Like 14, I think like, like I think since he's like 14, 15 years old. They brought him along like pretty much in bubble wrap, so not to injure his arm. He's never really shown his personality really until he until he got the final out of the World Series, and that was their mistake is not really doing anything to really promote him along at that time. But I I hope they are able to to re-sign him, even if it does cost more money. It you know just because he does he does he does deserve it, and realistically, they don't have. I mean, they have some young pitching coming up. But Bobby Miller was the best pitcher in the uh, uh, was farm the best uh, prospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in, in the farm system, because I'm not impressed by Stone. I'm not impressed by uh, by Pepio. I'm not impressed by Grove. The next really guy that's big is a uh, is a Sheehan, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to bring Bobby Miller up this year. They wanted to wait another year still. Yep, they're they're so thin at starting pitching. To let him go would be such a big, big mistake. Okay, couple of things here. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> so I, I want him to stay too, but I, I wrote it down when you said it, Ramon, because I think it's 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 interesting. You said, even if it costs more, I want him to stay. What you just said is exactly what they don't do. It is literally, it's the line in the sand with that organization. Exceptions to the rule? There are a few, but not many. Mm-hmm. There are a few. And he's not one of them? It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't sound like it. I agree. It. It, I, it, I don't I, I don't, I don't. agree with don't do it. I agree with I don't think they will do it. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that they will do it. And like, like Ramon just said, Bobby Miller is a little earlier than in a perfect world they probably would have liked to bring him up. But the fact that Ramon knows and I know and you know that Stone, Pepio, and Grove are kind of their minor league. What is, do you do you know the three best pitchers in the Padres AAA no. team? I don't. No. No. That, because these guys have pitched in the major leagues and have had some level of success. That hasn't been great. But a guy like Gavin Stone, by all accounts, is going to be a very, very good major league pitcher. Ryan Pepio is going to pitch in the major leagues. They have major league quality guys. So are they going to be good as Julio? Probably not. But they're going to cost a fraction as much for relatively close production. The fact that they have not only those guys in AAA like we're talking about, they also have the best AA pitching staff of the 30 baseball teams in major leagues. It's it's a well that is not even close to running dry. And that idea of, i got to pay them more, somebody will. It just won't be the Dodgers. So I mentioned this, I think, last week. I saw something. Ken Rosenthal was doing something on Twitter and he was breaking down. He's like, forget about who they just brought up from the AAA. The AA that you were talking about, he's like, look, they're more excited about who they have in the AA than they do of whoever's already come up or who's in AAA. Right. And I didn't even, I, I couldn't even understand that. And he had six different pitchers that were lined up and it was showing their ERAs and everything else. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean they have in the double? They're more excited about the kids that they have there than yeah. the kids that they've already kind of shown some major league promise. And to give to give you an idea too, it's 
the hardest thing to find and the most important thing to find are pitchers, right? That's that's the backbone of every baseball team that's ever been constructed. You Not only do you need enough, you need more than enough because guys are going to get hurt. It's the way it mm-hmm. goes. The second hardest thing to probably find are catchers. They have if, – if Will Smith isn't the best catcher in the major leagues, he's real close. Yep. Their number one prospect that's not Will Smith is a – or that is not Bobby Miller is a guy named Diego Cartaya – who is a young guy, who's a catcher, who every team in baseball would trip over to go get. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. And, and oh, wait, wait, wait. Dalton Rushing is the next catcher who most baseball people think is better than Cartaya. And Austin okay. Barnes isn't terrible. No, and he's not. We're not done yet. Kyber Ruiz was the guy that got you Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, another catcher. So the second hardest thing is fine. Most teams have zero. Look, Slate, look at your Padres. They can't find a guy to catch for that team. Yep. It's a black hole for them offensively. Dodgers have four guys that are major league caliber. I don't know. Gary Sanchez is kind of popping Gary off Sanchez. in San Diego okay, right now. We, Good luck with that. That is <laughs> ridiculous but also, what's happened. Also, Travis, you know what he's done? About so he's gone there. Smoking hot. Which is going to change. Yeah. But even yesterday, he hit another three run. He has six home runs in yeah, like he's popping off. two weeks. This is why the and this all comes back to Julio, which is it's not just everybody loves Julio. Julio's really, really good. That's not the point. It's somebody's going to offer him a number that's going to be nutso. Julio should and will take it, and the Dodgers say, yeah, we're okay. The Cartaya thing is an interesting one, and the reason why I say everybody knows him, you shouldn't know who the... Will Smith is such an amazing catcher for the Dodgers. Two more in the minor leagues. And, and, and we know him enough to where there's already articles in the LA Times saying, what's the future plan with this guy? You're keeping him, you're not, you're this, you're that, but that's just to kind of show... Will Smith is going to be Julio Urias in a couple of years. It's going to be one of those, okay, we're going to offer you, but got two more guys back here that are... Mm. Don't forget about price. Connor Wong, too. Another catching prospect that the Dodgers were easily going to ship off. They've got... They're just so got deep. a formula. That it works. They don't deviate from it very often. And the guys mm-hmm. that they did pay, Freddie might win the MVP this year. It's like you mm-hmm. with chugging. You never miss. Not yet. We'll see. I'm not worried about DeAndre. I got all DeAndre. my money yeah, on DeAndre, DeAndre back, back there. I'll, what, how much? All my money. How much? I'm Let's busy. Go. I'm right trying now. to talk to DeAndre right now. He gave it all to uh, Cody on Monday. No, no, no. If you're betting on DeAndre, <laughs> I'm going to double up. a lot of money on Monday. I'm going to double up. I'm betting on myself. So whatever you put down, I'm putting twice. A lot of money. Him. I will bet. I Winner gotta, survives. I, I have to. I have to wait because DeAndre is going to go through his training. He's got a really, really strict training plan. Why you should have kept the robe coming. so we could, like, you know, walk out in the robe, but it's fine. That's fine. Just let me know when, and I'll take both okay. of your money. I'll let you know. I'll take got a lot of money on Burke too. <laughs> a lot of money on a lot of people around here. I, I, I really want you to bet. Not I want you Burke. to put your money where your mouth is. If you believe this is going to happen, let's go because I, I, I could use a new car. Why do you have to throw money into it? You did. It I was, didn't. You started. Yeah, that's right. I said I have a lot of money on him, and you said how much. That's right. That's right. That was on me. You don't even listen to yourself. That was on me. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. All right, we're doing it. I promise. Jerry West kept Kobe from the Grizz. Of course he did because he's a Laker. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... 
doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Bradley Beal apparently is at least available for conversations with yeah. the Wizards. They're, they're opening to it. There was the uh, conversation that the Pelicans are considering they want to move up in the draft. They yep. want to move up near the top. Um, go after they, Scoot. Go after Scoot Henderson, who yep. seems to be the consensus number two pick, maybe mm-hmm. number three. Um, and that Zion, in, in a certain deal, may be available right there. We'll get to that in a second. But it just kind of brings us back to Jerry West and the Kobe thing. That Kobe was thinking about he wanted... This was after Lakers lost to yes. the Pistons in yes. the finals, right? And mm-hmm. Jerry West was in Memphis and was running that team, and he wanted to come play for Jerry and the Grizzlies, and this is what Jerry had to say about that. He became a free agent, and his agent then was Rob Palenka. So I met them in Orange County in a hotel room, and he said he wanted to come to Memphis and play. I really? Said, you and I looked at him, and I said, you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, no. And I said, Kobe, no. You belong somewhere out here, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though he would have never played there, I just That's wanted crazy. to reassure him that don't feel like seconds. you have any obligation with me or the Grizzlies to play here. I guess in some sense that might have been tampering. I didn't look at it tampering because he was at our house all the time. He ate at my house all the time. I felt more like a, a father figure with him. I had a wonderful relationship with him. Forget it as a basketball player. I love what he stood for, his commitment to excellence. He was afraid of failing once you get afraid of failing you're gonna fail mm-hmm. he was not afraid hmm that's interesting you know I, I i saw the quote i hadn't heard the audio of it um man something too about these long form podcasts too where you could just it kind of opens up sparks conversations every that never time been there. he goes on one we get another nugget you're right every time he goes like wait what happened remember when he said anybody but donald sterling that one was from that's what a right. year or so ago that's right every time he's like wait what? Mm-hmm. He's amazing. So, kind of take your back, take take yourself back to that that moment, that situation. Cole looked like there was a good chance. Cole might not be a Los Angeles Laker. I remember. I've said this before. I will say it again. I remember at that time, people were saying, "Hey, Kobe or Shaq?" Yeah, I was picking Shaq. Me too. I was on that side of Me too. no Shaquille O'Neal. He's the most dominating player. He gets along with other players. Stars will want to come play with him. And the bigs were the thing at the time. Bigs were the thing, and I just kind of I, I had a difficult time thinking in my mind, Kobe Bryant is going to lead your team. He's too um, he selfish. Was selfish, and to to kind of hear that quote from Jerry West of saying you ain't coming to Memphis what are you, what are you talking about coming to Memphis I, w- I want to put that aside for a second okay. y- yes to all of that the general manager of the Grizzlies said dude you don't want to do this to getting he, he knew what he had more than anybody else he's the guy that brought him to LA in the first place he's the one that hit him in that, that workout yeah, yes mm-hmm. that that's the that had he played had Jerry West legend been created in Chicago or Boston or New York with the Knicks 
It's like, yeah, but that he was a Laker and understood the Lakers, understood Kobe, understood the value of wearing that jersey of that team. Mm. Every other general manager in the universe would have been, all right, let's get to work on this. Let's figure out how to get this done. You want to be here? I want to have you. I know. Let's go. And he's like, no, you don't. (laughs) Think about Think about the... I don't know if the word, I don't know if it's character. I, I don't know what it is. Empathy, something to just say, I understand that you want out for reasons right now, but hold on a second. You really need to think this through. That he had the the wherewithal to to, to say, Cobe, pump the brakes on this for a second. Let's talk well, about this and not just, yeah, let's get this He done did tonight. something that doesn't happen often in life. He did something that was in the best interest of Kobe. He did not do what was in the best interest of himself. Yeah. And I think maybe when he says that, hey, I think it was tampering, but the guy was always at my house having lunch, all this stuff. (laughs) I think maybe that personal relationship, sometimes, you know, you can have a relationship with somebody and it is in your best interest if they did something that, whatever the case is, but you have such a close relationship with them, you're like, no, I want to look out for you. I'm not trying to look out for me in this situation. And that's basically what Jerry West was doing. You know what happened four years later? They won again. He traded Pau Gasol from the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Grizzlies, don't you feel a certain way about that? The only reason why not, I'll tell you the only reason why not. They had had opportunities with Pau. There was there was individual success. There really no, I'm not wasn't. I'm talking about the Pau portion. I'm talking about the Kobe portion. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, no, the Kobe we, portion. we had a chance yeah. to get him, and yeah. we chose not to. We talked mm-hmm. him out of it. Okay. So I mentioned it. I'm going to be out there uh, all day on Friday. Chris is out at Los Angeles Country Club right now, site of the U.S. Open, which begins tomorrow. <laughs> Are you going to be doing live updates all promo. week long from the golf is it, course, Chris? It, is it Chris or Chris Morales or just Morales? Which would you prefer, Chris? I, I mean, we want a brand. I, it could just be your next-door neighbor, Chris, who you know cleans up your How yard. How about I CM? people know who I'm talking about. No, not CM. It's either CMM or Morales. Let's just do that. Just Morales is out at L.A. Country Club, where we are live. Nice to talk to you, Chris. How you been? How are things out there? Producer Lindsay and I are out here watching a little of the uh, the practice round. We are live from the media center right now. We ran into your friend Adam Hawk. He said, where's Trav? Coming out Friday. He said, he's on the air. I said, he'll be here Friday. He said, okay, I'm going to try to avoid him. I said, no, don't do that. (laughs) No, that's you. But, yes, we will be providing (laughs) top of the hour, every hour, on Thursday and Friday, leaderboard updates, Slee. By the way, hi, Slee, host of the year. What's going on, Christopher Morales? There we go. There we go. Thanks to our friends at Pinehurst, we'll be making these leaderboard updates possible, so we'll bring you all the sights, the sounds, the funk, and the noise. And by the way, Pinehurst, your site of the 2024 U.S. Open. How does it look, Chris? The walk is very tough. Is this, isn't, this isn't Riv, my friend. This is up and down. I feel like I've done like a stair stepper for all <laughs> nine hours, and we've only walked one hole. <laughs> it's that bad? Oh, boy. Homeboy, you better have those good shoes on. on I Friday. was just going to ask, like, foot. Am I doing like running shoes? Am I doing Vans? What am I doing? Running shoes and a cane. <laughs> Sherpa, get that thing yeah. at get that thing at Walmart where you could get like a cart. You just get the actual like, like the Wally cart scooter thing, Travel. like the whole thing. It's it's like rock climbing. We might have to strap each other to each other, and you pull, and, and then I pull the next one. You bring the carabiners. I'll bring the ropes, and we can pull each other up the side of the fourth hole. And it's absolutely Isn't beautiful. That bad? No, but it's a beautiful. I mean, you're in the middle of Century City. How wonderful is this? Yeah, they would. We would never be allowed here if it wasn't for the U.S. Open, the 123rd edition. Um, we don't know 
if how we're going to get back to our car because we took a shuttle and it took like they purposely like took a different route so we wouldn't know what part of Los Angeles <laughs> yep. we're not allowed in. Yep, <laughs> like a rendition that they're driving. They like into a they drove us time. from the, the the they drove us from the mall to Venice and then back and like hopefully they're just not paying attention anymore. <laughs> Put a blindfold on you, spin around three times, load you into the van. They went thirty five miles to get uh, from there. I can't wait and to see it. We lost our owner Sam Pines on the way. We don't know where he's at. So hopefully we'll find him at some point. Hopefully he turns up before too long. That's awesome. But it's absolutely stunning. Uh, for those of you that are coming out here, it's going to be an incredible moment to watch the U.S. Open back in Los Angeles and at L.A. Country Club. Slee, I wish you were coming out Friday as well in that robe that you wore the other day. Yeah, that um, that robe's not currently in my possession right now. We heard. It, it came yeah. up in a meeting because get, think about this idea. If you've ever do a, been to a presidential library, like the Reagan Library, mm-hmm. they have the suit that he gave the tear down this wall speech you know, in a shrine, basically. We want to put Mason's outfit from the Mandy's in a case. <laughs> I like that. And put it in the, in the lobby. And this just says, Steve Mason wore this suit at Mandy's too. <laughs> And we wanted to do the same thing with your robe, but apparently it's already been returned and well, in the hands yeah, of somebody. I can find a way to get it back. I can find a way to get it back. Yeah, I How's could. the show been, guys, on the day 72 of no sports? Pretty good. No? I mean, I, I think so, Al. I think I, I'm not going to – I don't want to, you know, be a little dramatic here. It's probably the best show Travis and I have ever done. That's how good it was. And you should go back on the pod and take a quick listen for three hours. Of course, you can get our podcast at the all-new ESPN LA app. Just search ESPN LA in your app store or Google Play. Download, tap. I can't do it here, guys, but bam. 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 Yeah, very <laughs> muted. It's a golf bam. bam. It's a golf bam. bam. <laughs> De- 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 DeAndre challenged me to uh, another uh, shotgun contest at the All-Star game. Hold on. There's a helicopter party. flying over. They may know we're here. <laughs> They're coming to pick you up. De- DeAndre has no game. He's, he's trying to get... He- he wants to chug with you? Oh yeah. no, he's yeah. it's not even he did a video at the Mandy's calling out Trav. I mean, he's ready to go. Yeah, but you got 150 pounds on DeAndre. What do you he you're gonna destroy him? Yeah, I saw the video. Years. I saw the video. DeAndre's gonna demolish him. <laughs> sleep, sleep, sleep doesn't get it, but that's fine. That's- hey, Travis, the the at your age, yes, and at your cut, you might want to fast before you come out here on Friday. It's it's rough out here. <laughs> I I so getting ready, reading stuff about it. It was your the 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 number one theme was always you're going to be shocked at how hilly it is. Oh it, my it god, yes! And so you're not filling me with confidence that I'm going to be able to do because I'm going to get there early. I'm going to try to do like a double day, like, like to stretch the and early everything. Morning rounds, the late morning, the late afternoon rounds. I'm not going to make it for eight plus hours, am I? Uh, no, there's no way. Lindsay right now is trying to figure out how we could steal one of these carts. What's the uh, food situation looking like? Well, in the media center, it's beautiful. I just had a nice bratwurst, a nice like prime rib sandwich. Mm. No wonder you can't walk the golf course. Jeez, that sounds amazing. No, this was after crawling here after one hole. (laughs) So, (laughs) good luck. I hope that you survive the uh, the ride back to wherever it is you left your vehicle. And we don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't know. It's somewhere on the west side. Tomorrow, Emily. Emily loves picking people up. She'll go anywhere. (laughs) She does. Give me a quick ride to Central City in the morning. So, what time are you going to do your update story? Is it once an hour? Yeah, once an hour beginning at 10 a.m. It starts at tomorrow, thanks to our friends at Pinehurst, Pinehurst Pinehurst.com, for an amazing golf getaway that will remind you of the U.S. Open every day. Right on. Thank you. There we go, guys. Take the rest of the day off. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Chris. Bye. All right, bye. He's like, take the rest of the day off starting at 112. 
Yeah, well, look, I was told I could take the rest of the day off. I'm, you can do the dump and then we're, yeah, you already got your headphones off. Not a bad deal. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So we do a couple of things on this show. We talk about sports and we talk about Taylor Swift. This is a uh, combination of the two. The Cincinnati Reds are moving the time of their game at the end of this month. On June 30th, they're going to move it earlier in the day because of a Taylor Swift concert uh, that will be in Cincinnati that same night, and they're worried about a traffic nightmare with all the Swifties coming in. They'll so be the, playing your Padres. Yeah, it's uh, the Reds Padres. Yeah. Mm. So the Reds are like, we'll get out of the way. We'll just we'll, we'll we'll move our game time up so the Swifties can get in without uh, too much traffic. Yeah, this is not like the. UCLA Rose Bowl flea market golf like you do everything at the same time you got to get isn't that crazy that the Major League Baseball it's like guys hurry up with the game you wonder Taylor Swift is coming the traffic a little bit is insane though for it, is it? I, I'm sure it is but you wonder okay instead of it being the Cincinnati Reds who are better they got Ellie De La Cruz I'm here for that I want to see that guy but what if it were the, the Yankees aren't moving their game time, right? The Dodgers aren't, or the, the Cubs. But, like, what's the... Th- what team well, is Dodgers the Dodgers wouldn't because, like, the traffic doesn't really affect the same area of the city, so that's a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. But what what let, let's assume that everybody was equidistant from venues, right? Is, like, the Seattle Mariners the cutoff that, eh, we're just going to play Let me give you an example. Game. Wasn't there... What happened with the Atlanta Hawks and it was like a Janet Jackson concert or something like that? So during the playing tournament, the fact that they beat Miami, I want to say, something happened with the scheduling. And were they supposed to use the same arena? The Hawks were supposed to use the same Hawks arena. Just weren't expected to make it that far in the playoffs. I something like that. Yeah, and then a conflict? They yeah. had a conflict, so they had to move her concert. It was something along those lines. I think there's certain names that you're, hey, that's in. You're going to have to find a way to work around it. Taylor yeah. Swift and is. Th- and this is different, too, because it's it's two different arenas. It's So the Reds and um, there she's going to do it at the Bengal Stadium. So it's two different stadiums. It's not like she's it's like football stadiums. Right, exactly. <laughs> but just so you guys Selling know, this is from stadiums. Fortune, and it also was predicted by Forbes even before it came out. But uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, this current tour, is set to generate $4.6 billion for local economies in the United States for the cities was, she goes into. Was it? It's insane. What do I do with that information? Because <laughs> people will go what? for the whole weekend. They'll go spend money in local local establishments. There's parking. nobody else that would have that kind of impact on a city or be able to sell out. What did you say? She's doing five nights at SoFi. Five nights at SoFi. Multiple <laughs> nights at uh, like I think MetLife. She had three nights. Most places she does three nights. Some places she does so, two. And there's and there's certain markets who are good. Mar- San Diego doesn't have a venue to have her. So we're no, talking only Petco. No, not big enough. She can't. She's not doing baseball stadiums. They're too small. Not big enough. <laughs> so you you said what artists can do this? Yeah, I was going to say. I, I mentioned this to you a while back. There was a time, and listen, Jay Z and Kanye. That was kind of as big as it got. There was a moment, at least. That's that's as big. As it, they sold three nights in a row at crypto. It was three nights, not five. In a it was eighteen thousand yeah, yeah. instead of the whatever she's getting. What is the crypto. how is the, the the capacity at SoFi for a concert what are they gonna have it in? Fifty, sixty? What what's the number? Do you know? Uh the capacity? At SoFi for a concert. Because they gotta kinda wall because off. For, it's gotta be yeah, at yeah. one but end behind yeah. the stage. Yeah. I wanna say it was sixty when I last checked, but that's also sixty five times. So you know, they could probably sell those seats behind are, where you can't see anything, is it gonna and be, people would well, still people buy. People are Mostly still lining up outside fans. of the stadium to listen to it 
Yeah, I'm I don't saying, get that People at are all. tailgating Taylor Swift concerts. Yeah, so, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I just I wonder if when they go to SoFi, it's going to be all Niner fans. Jersey, Niner jerseys at the uh, <laughs> SoFi watching her play there. That's Seems awesome. They, they, they seem comfortable there. You mentioned this earlier, Slee. Stan Kroenke, yeah. fresh off of another major league sports title, uh, this time the NBA championship. He's getting ready to do it all over again in San Diego. Midway Rising is the development. It's an arena project. 16,000-seat arena, yep. thousands of housing units, a hotel, retail space, and an arena that could house an NFL, or excuse me, NBA or NHL team as soon as 2025. That's yeah. not like 2035 down the road. Like, yeah, whatever. That's two years from now. I think that's going to – I think that's very optimistic. I think the, the opportunity, I think, in San Diego is NHL. I really do. The Coyotes didn't get their team, or they didn't get their stadium, and there's yeah. a lot of question marks what they're going to do there. They've never really worked in Phoenix. No one's ever really bought into that. I, I don't know enough about it. I just know that they voted recently, tried to get um, – that, that's 48 48- – acres 48 acres of land in this space this area in san diego we talked about where the sports arena is he can't own he's just basically would build this thing out and an owner if he brought an nhl team well he's already got the colorado avalanche so you can't have you can't own two teams in the same sport as a san diegan how would the nhl do in san diego i think it would do really well I really do think it would do well. I think, listen, the only attention that you have there from a professional team is the San Diego Padres. So I think having another professional, you only have two professional teams in a market that has three plus million as far as your DMA goes. Um, I know this isn't the greatest comp. The goals have always done really, really well in San Diego. You add an NHL team, I think there's also this, you lost the Chargers, give us something else to cheer for. I think it would do well. The two expansion teams that have come into the NHL the last couple of years, Seattle and Vegas, have... Killing it. Vegas just won the cup last night, and they've been good every single year. But the but popularity of the franchise And then the Kraken showed up in Seattle, and they... They went to the playoffs in their first year. They're selling out every game. John, you worked in San Diego for a long time. How do you think that yeah, would go? Yeah, totally disagree with Slee. And the main reason is no arena. No, but we're talking that if Kroenke builds this brand new, what is it, 16,000-seat arena where the, on the side of the sports, and he just bought it all up, and he's so, going to develop John, it. where the sports arena is, yeah. and John knows how terrible the sports yeah, arena. Yeah, that's like, okay, here's my favorite story about the sports arena. You guys ever seen the movie Almost Famous? Sure. Okay, so Almost Famous is a movie about a band, a mythical rock band called Stillwater that was around in the 70s. It was the story of Cameron Crowe growing up. And so they had to retrofit a bunch of old things like cars and clothes and you know they had to recreate the 70s the sh- they shot it at the san diego sports arena they didn't have to do anything they didn't have to do any retrofit whatsoever they just said this <laughs> place is a is. dump and we're gonna just shoot the movie and no one will know it's not 1974 he's right right about that do the goals play there right now yeah so it's still functions it, it has sort of. x amount of events a year yeah like so circus Kron- so Kronky's taken if, over now, if, you're, if you're building an arena now now we're talking um and it's just a matter if you can get the corporations they're getting an mls team Kronky's right? is take Kronky's taking over 48 acres where the sports arena is yeah and sixteen thousand seat stadium is what they're proposing on there uh san diego is a spectacular as you know Slee, a spectacular place to live but you you better you got to get the companies involved to sell the suites sure the reason the chargers left is that they couldn't get a stadium built and there were no suites so if they can get those two hurdles cleared it would probably work and, and look they san diegans supported the chargers the chargers would get fans and everything the padres i know there are a lot of pottery fans but until this year petco park is 
empty unless the Dodgers or Yankees or Cubs are there. Right, but there, it's unbelievable. Have you been there? It's terrific. I've yeah. been dozens of times. It's a great spot. But my the point I'm getting at is they did build a brand new ballpark. They did. They do have a major league team, and that place is two thirds empty most of the time. So I I think it's fair to say this, and this is part of San Diego. If the product's not good, no, they're probably not going to go out and spend too much money to go watch a product that's not good. If the product is good, they did sell out this year. You wonder what the the shelf life of the novelty is. Like, and Vegas, who knows? Because they were great. Like, for instance, LAFC, mm-hmm. right? They're an expansion team. They build a perfect little stadium. They have a really it good team right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. They win the MLS Cup shortly after the inception of the team. So people are all in. But if you just kind of show up and you're mediocre to bad, how long does the novelty of that last before it's like, I don't want to go see the Kraken. I saw them once. They stink. I don't care. Can well, I? it's weird. Well, you remember, Trav, when the Ducks came along sure. in 1994? Yeah. The pond was new. It was it was a spectacular building. It, it sold out all the time, and the team was terrible yep. for mm. 10 years. Yep. And and they still do okay. So it depends. It it The big thing is – can you get suites involved? That's why the Chargers moved. They couldn't get a stadium, and they couldn't get suites, and they were generating in the bottom five in the NFL, and they left. The Ducks are an interesting example because you're exactly right, and then after about that 10-year mark, they got good, and they right. won the cup, and they kind of yeah, developed the whole bunch. Yeah, 2007, they won the cup, right? Yeah, and they win the cup, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, they got fans, and they because yeah. they kind of grabbed it. But if you don't get that moment, what, what did – I'll use as an example, when USC was bad – how is the Coliseum doing? Not great, but SC had what a hundred years of they equity do. in the bank. They do, but I think the point is that yeah, they were in the forties. Yeah, but the, I, and I think the point is at the end of the day, you got to be competitive. You got to have something to sell than just it's not Cincinnati or Ohio or something like that. Let's do a little Supercross talk. All right, so I want to start here with you guys. Al and I were talking about this. We, we saw, obviously, Stan Kroenke out on the floor when the Nuggets won the title the other yes. day. Yes, I did. Yeah, for I some reason, on speaking on. into Lisa Salter's yeah, ear what was the that? whole time. What I, was that? Yes. Maybe we need to. <laughs> Hello? Yes, Lisa? I was waiting for her to put the mic like, yeah. right, well, by, right her by her ear. The director handled it brilliantly. He goes, what the hell is he doing? And just started shooting cutaways of players yeah. and stuff. Weird. So, he, silent Stan, they call him. He is definitely silent the other night. He doesn't say a whole lot. No, He's he doesn't. He's not public-facing very often. Yep. But he was receiving the Larry O'Brien trophy. He did get the Lombardi trophy a couple of years ago yep. in the NFL. He did just win the Stanley Cup as the owner of the Colorado Avalanche. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. He's got a, Emma, or a lacrosse team that I think is a championship-level team. Mm-hmm. He's got an eSports team that I believe won a championship as well. Wow. He owns an MLS team. He owns an EPL team in Arsenal. And they're all either championship winners recently or very close to it. Is there any argument against him being the best owner in sports, hmm. or is this just an unbelievable confluence Built a of six luck. billion dollar stadium that brought Spends everything? Money. Olympics yep. coming, uh, World Cup coming, yep. yeah, all that stuff. Is there a case for somebody else? Uh, you know what? I don't know if there is. is Bob there? Kraft probably. He's he's you know, uh, personal problems aside, he's like super. But didn't invested. have multiple sports. Like, Stan has multiple sports involved here. I don't think there's anybody who's an owner who's had multiple sports win championships in such close proximity. LeBron is tied into that Fenway sports group that owns Liverpool right. and owns a bunch of other teams. I'd have to look at what they – that's John Henry and yeah. those dudes. I think they're 
probably in there, but I don't know if any owner has ever gotten three championships no. within two years. I was going to say it's just, and it's in three different sports, and it's and it's built ways. differently. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Rams were f them picks, right? Yes, just correct. Go for it, whatever it takes, <laughs> get it done today, yep. and let's see what happens. And the Nuggets are the literal exact opposite of that. Slow build, slow build. Yep. Let the team mature. Let the team come together. Got nice players. Got nice pieces. Let him play. And then he's put that thing. To get, he's put his people. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Doctor Bus, where hire really good people. And get the hell out of the way. And let them go do their thing. Yeah. Does it? Does it remind just you just like a Jerry bit? Jones? <laughs> yeah. Right. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, that was Doctor Bus's philosophy from the get go. Um, John Black told me a great story when he was running PR that uh, there was some big announcement that was coming up and he thought well i don't want dr bus to hear about this from the media i'm gonna reach out to him and let him know and so it was something like when they were signing shack or when they were you know making a big trade and so he puts in a call to dr bus and he says hey i just want to give you a heads up that uh we're going to announce this publicly at one o'clock but i didn't want you to be surprised by it and dr bus said to john you never have to make this call again and he goes what do you mean he goes I appreciate you looping me in, but I hired you to handle this for me, and I don't need to know. Mm, really? And John goes, that's when I knew I was working for the best owner out there yeah. because he 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 gave that's me my so corner unique. of His thing of is the his store. thing. That's so yeah. unique. Yeah. And, and he would get involved when it absolutely was right. time to, like the Shaq Kobe thing, right? We're going to go over here. We're going to do this. Yeah. And, but very, very rarely, and then like you mentioned, Al, you've got the Jerry Joneses of the world. The in defense of, of Jerry world. Jones – they won a playoff game when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> they they did. I remember it. You know, right. you know what's going to happen, too, right? Mm. And uh, not wishing ill will on anybody, but the, once he's no longer the owner of the Cowboys, right. you know they're going to punch their ticket like that. This well, but but, but he'll just hand it down to, to Steven. Steven, who yeah, I who, think is he seems, no he seems, more capable, uh, is he? I don't know about that. I think he's more willing to kind of say, you go do it. You, mm. you, right. you have more expertise in this field than I do. I, I'm with you. So you hate dogs. No, he hates I just dog like, hater. Yeah. I just like people more. Dog, you you have no perspective on the love that uh, yeah, a dog, dog a has for its I, owner I, I and vice versa. I with this anchor at KCAL who like openly admitted that she liked dogs more than people. I think a lot of people do. And and she would say, she goes seriously, if there was a a train speeding down the tracks and there was a dog and a person <laughs> on the track, I would save the dog. And I went, really? She goes, especially if it was my dog. Okay. Yeah, I, I have, no, I that's, have, that's interesting. So how did the original conversation start? It, was a, I don't it know came it was out a, of nowhere. He just said, I hate he dogs. He started the show. Coming up, with, I hate dogs. That's I crazy. hate dogs. And then he threw out the terrible. phone number. Here's my tease. <laughs> dogs was suck. A, eight, seven, you seven, had, seven. You had dogs growing up. Didn't you tell we, me you had a, a dog, dog named Murphy? Yes, we had a, a dog named Murphy. Yeah. The dog was awesome. Lived 15 years. Wonderful, wonderful dog. My mother would choose. My mother would choose the dog over people she's yeah. on team mace yeah. in this situation so mace yesterday i was at the pet store buying dog food yeah and murphy as i've told mason has gone through four different tv remotes now after he eats the first Maybe one put him on a it's on shelf. lisa and i to <laughs> I you know say. play defense a little bit here we were lazy so we just kept laying around he went through four so ever since he's been doing that we go out to buy him toys that he can chew so he doesn't chew what type of dog is it it is a I'll think of it in a second. Okay. I, I I know uh, what, cockapoo. No, it's no, it's a, a, a doodle. Poop. It's a it's some type uh, of labradoodle. Yeah, labradoodle. Uh, there you go. All right. So, Sounds like a dog lover so over there. So we yeah. go. What else you want to know? So <laughs> Trav, we go to the store and it says tough toy T U F F. Okay. 
will last for years. Your dog, you know, if you have a dog that likes to chew things, buy this tough toy. I bought it last night at 6. This was this morning at 9. Wow. Gone. The tough That's toy impressive. has already been compromised. See a tough toy. Yeah, he's already it went away, but oh, it already, yeah. he's already oh, yeah. ripped through the already tough ripped toy. Through it. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. it back. Yeah. So the premise of this I thing, could, but I, I mean, I'm not that guy. He definitely. <laughs> I'll ate, take it back. For I'll you. take it back. No problem. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he ripped right through the tough toy. So the premise was, yeah. man, yes, that he went uh, for the kill. Was, you yeah. would. So if, I said this to Lisa. What was it? The show. The you new were tough watching, toy Emily? lasted one day. Yeah, <laughs> Emily, set set up the premise of why I hate dogs, or at <laughs> so, least that's what I'm being told now. The show is called The Ultimatum, okay. and it's like the queer version of The Ultimatum. So it's just uh, women or women presenting people or non-binary people, and so the but the relationship was. This one girl just did not want a dog in the bed. So that was the whole thing. Was like it was a big, like reason for a rift was the dog in the bed. Yeah, which is okay. So, which yeah. is fine. No, hundred percent deal breaker for me. See, like like one when I first got with Juan the the uh, the first night, which by the way was the first day. The first <laughs> night uh, was uh, I, we had this debate. We had this debate about you know uh, dog in bed, dog not in bed. I yeah. said, well, listen, I, my dog sleeps in the bed. Period. End of story. Full stop. Okay. Um, and Juan said, "You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Let's bring the dog into the bed." Okay. Let's have mm. an alternate reality here. For okay. A alternate okay. reality where you and Juan meet, and you, for whatever reason that you have a dog, does not come up, and you guys right. go out a few times, and you're like, "I really, really like great this chemistry." Guy. Oh yeah. yeah. And then all of really a sudden, clicks. You, it clicks right away, yeah. and you spend a lot of time together, and you realize this, there's an opportunity for a relationship here. Yeah, this that, could work. This could work. And then on date number 10, you realize, I don't like dogs at all. You're out at that point? Out. That's it? Completely I, out. You, by the way, it's a, it's, normally I would accuse Mason of embellishment. This is not embellishment. Okay, I, I Yo, believe it's, you. It's yeah. no way. I, I like dogs. Like, if we had a dog, great. But if somebody said to me, hey, listen, I fall in love with a woman, right? Yeah. And, we're really, and she says, you know, I just don't like dogs. And I had a dog. And yeah, I'm picking her. Yeah, no, I'm he part of the package. Get, it's a package deal. He me said and my he dog. would but get Trav, rid of the Susan dog. What if Susan was super into dogs, and that was part of her package? Sure. Then you, then you, so you don't hate dogs. No, of course no you not. don't hate dogs. It's just Nobody, you're saying I would pick the person over the dog, right? Yeah, and I, I actually think that's somewhat normal. And I think no, I think the dog is part of the package. Like you either like me and the dog, or you don't like me and the dog. I'm you dog can't like agnostic. one. I can go either yeah, way. Yeah, see, I, I I don't hate dogs. The good like thing you. is, is this entire show yeah. goes on a podcast after. That's right. And the quote we took from Travis was <laughs> yep. I'd get rid of the dog. And we all just stopped and said, what does that mean, I'd get rid of the dog? And he never gave any further explanation. The dog would no longer be a part of the Rogers family. By, by the way, on. how is changing, he getting rid uh, of the dog? We don't know. Yeah. Changing subjects. Mason. Yeah. 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 I'll take I'm looking for a third Mason dog would right take now. the dog. It's yeah. not quite Jim Harbaugh saying he would take a kid. <laughs> you know, but, but it's, it's, you know. Emily, I love your idea of making a closer out of Julio Urias. I, I it's think, a really interesting idea. Yeah. yeah, especially if he continues to get hurt. Did you hear that, Mace? Yes. So and you said Trav probably correctly that he would never do it, but screw yeah. him, he's leaving anyway. But make he, a, hardest yeah. part of any job is doing what your boss wants. I, I understand that, but if he gets a knee and you know a, a, an ankle or something, I can't pay another hamstring pull or one of those things. Right. I'm not lowering the value because he's going to get. 
paid. Yeah, he, somebody's going he's to getting pay a him and Garrett pay Cole six year, two hundred million dollar deal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, guessing Rangers. But <laughs> Rangers, Padres, Angels, I think are yeah. the three that are, are the most likely. I think Houston's a possibility yep. as well. But it kind of does fix both. They have options at starting pitching. They don't have as good of an option as Julio, but they well, have options. The problem is options. the bullpen is literally on fire. It's, it's so awful. bad. But it's a Mason pointed out yesterday. It's the worst bullpen in a hundred years. Worst the worst bullpen, bullpen ERA the Dodgers have ever had. L.A. Dodger history. This is the worst one. Wow. L.A. and Brooklyn. Go. You can go oh, back to like nineteen oh one. Brooklyn too. Yeah, yeah. The second worst is nineteen fifty eight. Brooklyn Dodgers. So that's how bad the bullpen is. Now I'll say this. You know I. I think it's a waste to have Julio as your closer. I agree. I mean, he's your number one starter. No, he's if not. You go not right into now, the, if, not. Well, at this moment, he's injured, obviously. But no, I, like, but I'm not even talking like today. I'm talking this season. You would not start him game one if he was healthy. I would. No, I'd start Kershaw. I, I'd start Bobby Miller. I, don't, I, I, would, start Julio. I would start Julio. I would start Julio. I would start Julio. Julio, has, Julio has had one of two games this season with almost no middle. He's either been brilliant or bad. I've seen this happen once before, and it was with K-Rod when he came up on the Angels the year. They won the World Series. Pitched the eighth inning and wiped and, guys and out. And K-Rod was so effective because they hadn't seen him yet, and and so he would come into games and they couldn't hit him. I, you think I, that's what's going on with Julio? I think that's what's going on with Bobby Miller. Oh. And I think you know Bobby Miller's mm. had four different starts, and four teams can't hit him. I think Good that, teams, too. Yeah, I think that if you... I, I think Bobby Miller has to start a playoff game if you have a series. No, I, I just—he's your—he's one of your top three. Yeah, guys. he's yeah. one of your top three. No question. Right so, now. all right. So we got him. Yeah, we got Kershaw. Yep. We can start Gonsolin in the other game, and if Arias pitches in all three games, then that's a good use of Julio. I, I and by disagree. the way, Gonsolin is no fluke. Last night he was very, you know very about good. Him? You know what's funny about him? Don't watch him pitch. Just watch what the results are. Because yeah. if you watch him pitch, it feels like a high wire act the whole time. Right. That he doesn't throw real hard. It feels like guys. They are say his velocity's down. It's, down. It's gone down every season, yeah. like noticeably so every season. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he doesn't give up a ton of runs, which is the only thing that matters. But you don't feel great throwing him out there the way you do with Miller, the way you do with Kershaw, and even Julio right now. I he would be probably my second choice in a. In a Best of seven, he gets game two. Mm -hmm. Still going Kershaw. Kershaw's been, he's been unbelievable. He's been more. He's been the most consistent performer yeah, they've been had all season. Long. Yeah, I mean, I I think the idea has been more clutch. I like Julio in those not spots right now, but yes. Well, let's see mm -hmm. what he is when he comes back, and mm -hmm. obviously we've got an entire half of the season to evaluate this. See if Julio bounces back to push him back. So I think I think Dustin May with his stuff could be a good closer. He just can't count on him. That's the problem. He's, you know, he's one of these guys that you never. He's, in and out. he's you in know, and out always. And you're asking somebody with a, a you know, strained whatever yeah. it is to Ooh. come out of the bullpen every other day, which is a different, yes, physical dynamic than and, starting every five and days. And in a role that he hasn't done a ton. Julio pitched out of the bullpen in the biggest games of his career. Won the World Series. Right. He was on it, the mound. It, it, there's no. Uh, is this going to work? It. He's done it. Dustin May might work. Bill yeah. Gonsolin might work. You don't. Mm. You don't know. And by, and I'll just warn Bobby Miller. Small sample size. Looks fantastic, but small sample size. I'm gonna make the case for why he may be the number one guy. I'd still do Kershaw first. He is. It is small sample. It we the K Rod comparison. I think is a good one. He has a hundred mile an hour fastball. Yep. And he's got three other plus major league pitches. It's not like he's just going out. K-Rod had that wicked slider, just dust guys, right. right? Slider, 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 slider. Wiped guys out with yep. it for years. 
Miller has that in his fastball, and he's got three other plus so, pitches. I don't think it's a. I need to see him. And again. you say he sits at what does he sit at? The like other thing about the other thing about Miller is, and I, I was reading about this. I think it was Jack Harrison in the LA Times, who's a good baseball writer, said uh, that after Miller's third start, that they felt like his slider. He was giving away his slider. Tipping it a little. And so they changed the bend of the slider, did that in the middle of a season, and Jeez, came back stupid. in his fourth start and, and nailed it. I mean, you know, he's he's really smart. He's really savvy. He's well beyond his years. I think he's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see him again. Have you ever played LACC? Yes. I'm going out there on Friday. Are you playing? I'm very I'm, no, anxious. I'm the I'll be very anxious to talk to you <laughs> on, on Monday because – uh, going, as you know, because you've been to them before, going to professional golf tournaments is a haul. It is. They normally make you park a couple miles away from it. The shuttles are never running and on time. And by the time you get there, there's 20 other thousand people and you're like 12 deep. I finally gave up, but I'll be anxious to hear. I know Morales is out there yeah, today. He's there now. The interns. He's, there now. he's going to be there tomorrow. I think Tommy might be out there too. Yeah, he's out Do you there have a press Lindsay pass? Today. Uh, no, I'm just going. That, does Gen that Pop. not give you like special access to like to stand in the front no. of the gallery? No, you're no. either you're either outside the ropes or inside the ropes, and very few people can get inside the ropes. Uh, I'm outside the ropes and going to be fighting with for position with Susan. My but, dad always used to be a marshal at these things. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. the irony awesome. of that is Marshall's main job is to hold up signs Correct. telling people to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, your dad. Yeah, my was dad loud. never shut up. But yeah. it was at the U, uh, not the U.S. Open. What was it in Inverness uh, in Toledo? Was that, it that would have been the U.S. Would have been the U.S. Yeah. Open yeah. that Hale Irwin maybe yeah. won. My yeah. dad was a marshal holding up the signs. I want that. Couldn't job. have been more excited. I'll stand there, quiet, please. Yeah, quiet, please. Apply. No, Apply stop, online. Stop. Stop. Talking. The other thing, Travis, it's going to make every inferiority you have as a golfer rise oh, to the surface. I, I've, I've already got all of those. That's yeah. not the problem. I'm just going to keep my eyes open for an opportunity. You remember? Let me yeah. Introduce myself. Sophie and Ron. I might be able to help. I might be able to help you there. Let's, I know. I, let's let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> Super Cross Talk is brought to you by In and Out Burger. In and Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. See you tomorrow.